0: No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So, sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Teaching and Behavior Together podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about classroom reinforcement systems, and I'm so excited. This is part of the classroom management series, but classroom reinforcement systems are a very small part of your overall classroom management plan. So if you haven't already listened to the other episodes in this series, make sure you go back and listen to those so that you have a very well-rounded, very intentional classroom management plan that will lead you to success for the school year. So if you listened to any of my episodes previously, you probably know that I like to throw in quick little disclaimers and this episode is no different. The disclaimer for this episode surrounds the idea of classroom reinforcement systems and that if classroom reinforcement systems are not for you, then they're not for you. And that's totally fine. Anything in this series that you feel like, well, I don't really need that in my classroom or I teach in a different style or a different way, know that you totally do not have to do any of these recommendations. These are simply recommendations. And if you're on the fence about reinforcement systems in your classroom, make sure that you go listen to my reinforcement episode because I do a really deep dive into what reinforcement actually is and kind of expand our view of what reinforcement is in classrooms. Because I know a lot of times we think reinforcement has to do with imposing these artificial contingencies on our students that involve trinkets and tokens, when in reality reinforcement is so much more than that and reinforcement is essential to skill building and that's essentially what we do in our classrooms each and every day. So if you are curious to learn more about reinforcement, make sure you go listen to that episode and then come back here and decide if you want to use a classroom reinforcement system for your classroom. Also know that there are some differing views on the use of reinforcement systems in your classroom and if you are confronted by someone who is not using a reinforcement system or is questioning your reinforcement system, just do your research on the topic and let them know why you made that decision for you and your students and be confident in the fact that you are making decisions for the betterment of your students and we are all here to see students succeed and everyone can have their own opinion and that is the beauty of teaching. We can all have our own teaching styles and still see all of our students make so much success. Alright, so now we're actually going to really get into the content, we're already a couple minutes into the episode and we're going to start talking about what a reinforcement system is. So there are a couple of different types of reinforcement systems that you can utilize in your classroom. In the field of behavior analysis, we would consider these to be group contingencies. And there are three different types of group contingencies that you can use in your classroom. Now, group contingencies and the different names for them aren't super important. What you wanna do is listen to how I describe the different contingencies and see what's gonna be the most feasible for your classroom. I'm also gonna give you some tips and strategies on how to use them and how to make them classroom feasible. But what you really have to do is decide, okay, What can I do as a classroom teacher? And that's gonna depend on a couple of different things. It can depend on the size of your classroom. It can depend on if you have para support in your classroom. It can depend on if you have a co-teacher or if you're an inclusion classroom. There are so many different factors that can play into what group contingency that you decide to use and that can change from year to year so i really want you to make your decision for you and what best meets the needs of you and your students in your classroom because there's no really right or wrong answer there are different options so i'm going to lay out all those different options and some different ideas and strategies for using those options in a classroom setting so first i want to provide you with a definition of what a group contingency is Now a group contingency is a fancy way of saying that everyone in the group receives the same consequence. So again, in previous episodes, we talked about consequences being whatever happened after the behavior. When we're talking about classroom group contingencies, we're talking about reinforcement as that consequence. So if you are utilizing a group contingency or a reinforcement system in your classroom, it is easiest used and should be used where everyone is receiving the same consequence. Also for group contingencies, you want the learning targets or the expectations and how reinforcement is received to be the same for all of your students meaning that if you have three different targets in which students can earn a reinforcer, you want those to be the same for all of your students in the classroom. So I'm gonna repeat that just so that we really understand this concept. So for group contingencies, everyone receives the same consequence and all of the learning targets or expectations are the same for every single person in the group. Now there are three different types of group contingencies and the way that the reinforcement is delivered is different for each of those different group contingencies. The first group contingency we're gonna talk about is called the independent group contingency. And this means that each student in the group is earning reinforcement based on their individual behavior, based on their independent behavior, independent on what the rest of the group's behavior is. So an independent group contingency would look like a token system for the entire class. So if you were using some sort of ticket system, token system, dollar system in your classroom, this would be an independent group contingency, meaning that student one can earn five or six tokens, student two might earn 10 tokens, student three might earn seven tokens, based on their own individual behavior, they're earning the tokens. It's not the entire class earning tokens based on the class behavior. It is individual students earning tokens based on their individual behavior. And the reason this is a group contingency is that everyone is earning tokens for the same learning targets, meaning that you might give out tokens for the following classroom expectations or some certain learning targets that you have for students, like turning in work, sitting in their seat when they're doing work, raising their hand before they... Ask a question or some other behavior, but each student is earning that token based on their own individual behavior. And the consequence is the same for earning the tokens. Usually later on in the day or in the week or whenever you want, you have some sort of classroom store or some sort of exchange system in which students can turn in their tokens or tickets for an item, experience, activity, something along those lines. So again, each of the students is earning tokens based on their own individual behavior, but the tokens are earned on a global class set of expectations and all the students are receiving the same reinforcer, meaning the access to the classroom store or whatever you can turn your tokens in for. Now, I don't mean that every student is gonna get the exact same thing out of the classroom store, but that all the students have access to the classroom store in the same way with their utilization of their tokens. A classroom store is really the best way to picture how this group contingency would function in your classroom in which students are earning tokens, tickets, money, whatever it might be in your classroom, and then they are exchanging it for access to some different items in your classroom, activities, food, whatever it might be, they are able to access it based on earning those tokens based on their own individual behavior. So let's quickly talk about some different benefits of using this group contingency. One benefit would be that every student is accountable for their own behavior, meaning that you can differentiate reinforcement based on students who are engaging in that desired behavior pretty easily utilizing this group contingency. If you're looking to have a reinforcement system in your classroom where you're delivering reinforcement based on individual student behavior, this is the type of group contingency that you're gonna to want to utilize in your classroom. Whether you set it up like a classroom store or whatever you might do with it, if you wanna have students who are earning whatever reinforcer it is based on their own individual behavior, this is the best group contingency for that. Now, a potential downfall of this group contingency is the feasibility of it. Are you feasibly able to deliver reinforcement on a consistent enough basis to each individual student as they're engaging in that appropriate behavior? That's something that I just want you to think about in terms of how many students you have in your classroom, how many adults are able to support this reinforcement system in your classroom when you're thinking and deciding on which different reinforcement system to utilize in your classroom. If this is the type of reinforcement system that you're looking at implementing and you think that you're feasibly able to do this, this is a great option. What I do wanna say is that you wanna make sure that when you're looking at feasibility, that you are able to deliver reinforcement on a consistent basis. At the end of this episode, I'm gonna talk about the two major barriers that I see to implementing an effective classroom reinforcement system. And one of them has to do with the ability to consistently deliver reinforcers. So I just want you to keep that in mind and keep that in the back of your head. Listen to the other reinforcement systems and then decide on which one is going to work best for you. All right. So the second group contingency I'm going to talk about is called the dependent group contingency. And the name doesn't really do it justice for what it really is. So I'm going to give you a description of it. With the dependent group contingency, the reinforcer is earned by the entire class based on an individual student's behavior or based on a small group of students' behavior. Now this can be a little bit confusing. Sometimes you see it referred to as the hero strategy or the mystery student strategy in which a teacher picks out a student at the beginning of the day. You might put that student's name in an envelope or in a jar or something along those lines, You know, make it engaging. And then if that student follows the classroom expectations or engages in those overall behavioral targets, they earn the reinforcer for the entire group of students. Now you can do this in a couple of different ways. You can do it where you're picking an individual student. You can do it where you pick a small group of students, or you can do it based on like table or desk arrangement that you have in your classroom that would be considered a small group of students. And then you let them know, okay, I've picked my student. I've picked my group of students. Now we're going to see if that group of students or that individual students earns the reinforcer for the rest of the classroom. Again, it's really important to note here that the classroom expectations or learning targets that students are receiving reinforcement are very clear to the students and are the same for all of the students. To give you a better picture of what this would look like in your classroom would be if at the start of each day you picked a student's name out of a popsicle stick bin or drawing or whatever you might pick their name out of, you put it in an envelope and you let the students know, I'm gonna be watching one student's behavior today. If they engage in all of the appropriate behaviors, then they are gonna earn the reinforcer for the rest of the class. And you might let them know what that reinforcer is or let this class decide what the reinforcer is going to be for that day. Now for this type of group contingency, you are gonna have them earn a group reinforcer. That's a little bit different than an individual reinforcer like with the independent group contingency that we talked about. The group reinforcer can be like an activity that the entire group can do, maybe movie day, pajama day, something along those lines where the entire group gets to partake in that activity or whatever reinforcer that you decide is going to be. So you've picked your student, you're watching their behavior throughout the day, you might be taking some data on their behavior to see if they meet the criteria for success that you've set out for this particular contingency. That's another really important part of this type of group contingency is that you do have to have a criterion for success, meaning that none of our students are engaged in appropriate behavior 100% of the time. None of our students are going to remember to raise their hand every single time without shouting out. And you don't want that to be an eliminating factor for the student. So you don't want to after one shout out, then be like, Oh, sorry, you didn't earn the rest of the group contingency. You're going to want to set a criterion. maybe they're engaging in the appropriate behavior 80 to 85% of the time in your classroom and you want that criterion to be consistent across your class so that it's very clear to all of the students in your class what that criterion is. All right, so you've been watching their behavior throughout the rest of the day, and then you see, oh, they did meet the criterion. I'm going to let the whole class know that this student was the mystery student. They earned the reinforcer for the rest of the class, and then you announce it to the class. So-and-so was the mystery student. They engaged in appropriate behaviors throughout the day so that they earn the classroom reinforcer for the rest of the class. Let's give so-and-so a round of applause." That's basically how this group contingency would look in your classroom. Again, The criterion for success needs to be really clear. You need to know exactly what behaviors you are expecting that student to engage in that are the desired behaviors in your classroom. And more importantly, the students know what those desired behaviors are in your classroom and what that criterion for success is. So they know exactly what the expectations are. Okay, so we're going to talk about some benefits to utilizing this reinforcement system. One benefit would be that it gives students a strong sense of accomplishment. Again, you can use this with students, just one individual student or with a group of students, a small group of students, a classroom or desk cluster of students where they're able to earn that reinforcement for the rest of the class. That can give students a really strong sense of accomplishment and really foster some of that positive peer attention that we like to see and build a community in our class. This reinforcement system might also be a little bit more feasible than an independent reinforcement system because you're only really focusing on one student's behavior throughout the day or a small group of students behavior throughout the day and taking that data on that behavior or making note of that behavior so that you're able to determine if they've met that criterion for success and you're able to deliver that reinforcer to the rest of the classroom. Now, there are a couple of cautions for this reinforcement system. One of the biggest cautions would be that if the student does not earn the reinforcer for the rest of the class, that can turn into negative peer attention what I would say is that you should never release the name of a student or a group of students if they did not earn the reinforcer for the class. So you don't wanna say, oh, so-and-so engaged in these behaviors, so we didn't reach the reinforcer for the rest of the class. Guess we're gonna try again tomorrow because that can really lead to some negative peer interactions and bullying in your classroom. If the student does not engage in the behaviors that would allow the whole entire class to earn the classroom reinforcer, then you can just say, you know what the student today was struggling and we are going to try again tomorrow that's it don't say their name don't see anything like that another way to kind of mitigate this would be is if you are using that group as opposed to just one individual student so you have a group of students maybe three to four students or you again you're doing sections of your classroom that are earning the reinforcer for the whole class but again not releasing the individual name of that group of students so that you don't have that negative peer attention. Even if you are using a small group of students and you say, whoops, the circle table didn't earn the reinforcer for the whole class today, we're gonna try again tomorrow, that can still lead to negative peer attention for the students at the circle table. You're just gonna say, you know what, today we didn't earn the classroom reinforcer, we're gonna try again tomorrow. Again, using that small group of students can also help take some attention off of a student who might struggle in your classroom because you don't want students to also assume, oh, it must be so-and-so because they struggle with their behavior, and then they might pick on that student. So there is a pretty big downfall to this classroom reinforcement system. I typically don't recommend this classroom reinforcement system, but it is an option. It can be feasibly done in a classroom. And I did wanna talk about it and include it because there are some potential benefits with that sense of accomplishment or leadership in a classroom. If you are gonna use this, I highly, highly recommend using a small group of students as opposed to an individual student that increases some of the feasibility and also takes away from that negative peer attention that might occur if the reinforcer isn't earned for the entire group. Another way to mitigate that would be, this is just a quick tip I wanted to add really quickly, is that to make sure that you're setting your criterion for success to be really reasonable for your classroom. I don't mean setting a low bar by any means. We want to hold our students to very high standards, but making sure that it's realistic. If you are in a kindergarten classroom and you, one of your criterias is that the students have to sit the entire time during carpet time for them to earn the reinforcer for the rest of the class. That might not be really realistic for any of the students in your classroom if carpet time is 30 or 35 minutes. So just make sure that you are setting those criterions for success at a reasonable level so that the majority of your class can earn that classroom reinforcer for the rest of the class. All right, so the last group contingency that we're gonna talk about is the interdependent group contingency. And this is the one that I recommend the most. An interdependent group contingency means that the entire group's behavior is what earns the reinforcer for the entire group. So all of the students in the classroom have to be engaging in that appropriate behavior for the entire class to earn that reinforcer. This is most commonly demonstrated by classroom point systems. So you might have a point system in your classroom where students are able to earn points as a class for the entire class engaging in that appropriate behavior and once the classes earn a certain number of points they can access a reinforcer. This is a pretty straightforward classroom reinforcement system in which You just determine whatever strategy you wanna go with, meaning you can do a point system, you can do one of those cotton ball jars where students earn cotton balls for engaging in appropriate behavior once the jar is filled and they can access the reinforcer. You can do some sort of star system for the classroom, which is similar to a point system. Those classroom bingo cards are really fun in which students earn different bingo squares for engaging in appropriate behavior. And once the class gets a bingo, they can access a reinforcer or those post-it systems where you have like an anchor chart and the reinforcer is written underneath the anchor chart and then you put post-its all over it. And as students are engaging in appropriate behavior, you peel back the post-its. And once the post-its are all gone, it reveals what the reinforcer is. That also adds an element of surprise to this reinforcement system. Those are just fun and engaging ways to utilize this reinforcement system in your classroom. And this is probably the easiest reinforcement system to run in your classroom in terms of feasibility, meaning that you are only keeping track of the whole class's behavior in order for them to earn that reinforcer, as opposed to individual students' behavior, or as opposed to a small group of students' behavior in your classroom. So again, this is probably the most feasible, but there are a couple of things that you have to keep in mind in order for this to run effectively in your classroom. One thing that I would keep in mind is that the teaching targets have to be very, very clear. A lot of times what I see with this type of reinforcement system is that a teacher will randomly give a point to the entire class for something that the whole class doesn't necessarily know why they're earning a point for or is not clearly outlined in the point system. For instance, I see a lot of times when the entire class is getting their materials and it's kind of chaotic in the classroom, a teacher going up to the board and saying, okay, if everyone can get their items ready to go in five seconds, then we earn a point. Well, if getting your items ready to go exactly when I tell you to do so is not a teaching target or one of the expectations, then randomly assigning a point to that but never really going back to that or doing that again in the future can be really confusing for students. So again you want to make sure that your teaching targets and classroom expectations are very very clear. That's probably the most important aspect of this reinforcement system is that students know exactly what they need to do to earn those points and that when they're engaging in those behaviors they are pretty consistently earning points. When I say pretty consistently I mean like probably 90% of the time. So you don't have to catch every single instance that your entire class is engaging in those appropriate behaviors, but you want to make sure that 90% of the time you are catching that so that students are able to earn that backup reinforcer. So a couple of the benefits of this would one be feasibility. This is probably the most feasible intervention to use in your classroom. You can also use it to motivate some of that positive peer attention where you have students who are supporting each other, reminding each other of the classroom expectations, using some of that peer modeling or peer mediated instruction in terms of their helping their other friends and peers in the classroom engage in that appropriate behavior so that everyone can earn that backup reinforcer, which is an awesome strategy and something we definitely wanna move to in our classrooms because peers learn so many things from each other. If we can turn that into a really positive way for students to learn, things from each other, it can be like gold in our classrooms. So that's a huge advantage of this and that um, no individual students are singled out or groups of students like they are with the dependent group contingency. One caution I would include with this reinforcement system is that some rewards might not be reinforcing to everyone in the class. So some students might not be as motivated to engage in that appropriate behavior. So what I would do to help with this would be to rotate different rewards you can also leave the reward as a mystery so that it adds more mystery and excitement around earning the reward. And that's so that more students might be invested in earning the reward. And you also are gonna to wanna to have a lot of student voice in your rewards. So asking students for what they wanna earn and getting a lot of ideas from them can be really helpful in making sure that the majority of the class is motivated by earning the reinforcer. So those are the three different types of reinforcement systems that you can have in your classroom and how they fall into the different group contingencies that we utilize in applied behavior analysis. And now we're gonna talk a little bit how to make sure that these are used really effectively in your classroom and some of the barriers that I see to effective use in classroom and strategies I have to make sure that they are effective in your classroom. So the first barrier that I see to the implementation of group contingencies or where I see teachers struggle a lot is that learning target area. So really identifying what we want the learning targets to be. Now, these can be your classroom expectations. They can be separate learning targets. They can involve academics and behavior. They can be a combination of a bunch of different things, but really limiting to three to five different learning targets making sure that those learning targets are very clear to our students. If you're just starting out with reinforcement systems, I would highly recommend using your classroom expectations. If you listen to the classroom expectations episode, you heard all about how to teach classroom expectations so that they're effective in your classroom and so students know exactly what the expectations are. So because we put in so much time and we really taught those expectations explicitly, it's really easy for us to use those in our classroom reinforcement system. If you start to notice that as a class, students are struggling with a certain behavior and you want to use that as one of your learning targets, that's also a really great way to use classroom reinforcement systems is by identifying that learning target that the whole class is struggling with and teaching that skill and then really reinforcing that skill as a class. You just want to make sure that it's really clear what students can earn points for. One thing you definitely want to avoid is the temptation of when things are not going well in your classroom, using the point system as some sort of fallback option of, okay, things aren't going well, there's a lot of chaotic things happening in the classroom, it's very disruptive, I'm going to go over to the section of the board that I keep all the points on and say to the class, all right, I'll give you guys a point if such and such happens and then you allow them to earn that point because what they're going to learn and the contingency that you're setting up is if things aren't going well that they're going to still earn a point for engaging in some sort of behavior that you just pick off the top of your head as opposed to those appropriate learning targets. Now, I'm not saying that when things are going chaotic in your classroom, it's very disruptive, that you can't use your reinforcement system. I just don't want you to utilize it in that way because again, it sets up that contingency of we're going to earn a point even if we are engaging in these disruptive behaviors because the teacher is going to tell us what behavior to engage in. We can quickly engage in that behavior and then we earn a point. It sets up that contingency of disruption, stimulus from the teacher or directive from the teacher earning a point, and we don't want that to be the contingency in our classroom. In that situation, what we can do is remind the class of the teaching targets and say, you know what? One of our expectations is that when I tell you to get your materials, you get your materials and you come back to your desks within, I don't know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it might be, whatever that criterion is for our classroom, whatever the system and procedure that is in place, because I know you have really strong intentional systems and procedures in place because we've talked about that a little bit in some other episodes, You can remind them of that. Once they're engaging in that, you can say, you know what, you guys did an excellent job getting back on track. But the next time I want you to remember what our teaching target is or whatever our expectation is, and I want you to engage in that so that we can earn a point as a class. You might even take that opportunity to practice it in that moment so they can earn a point. So you would allow them to practice going to get their materials again, coming back quietly. And you can say, you guys did such an excellent job. We're going to earn a point now. That way you're setting up the contingency of when they're engaging in that appropriate behavior, that's when they earn the point. I hope that makes sense, but I really want you to stay away from that situation where things are disruptive in your classroom. You go over to your point system and you say, if such and such happens, you can earn a point. If it's not already outlined in your teaching targets or your classroom expectations, that can be detrimental to the effectiveness of your classroom reinforcement system. Another barrier to the effective implementation of reinforcement systems that I see a lot in classrooms is the rate of exchange. And the rate of exchange is a really fancy way of saying the ability of students to exchange either their individual tokens or the entire classroom points or whatever it might be for a reinforcer. The rate of exchange in behavioral terms refers to how often students are able to turn in their tokens or whatever their points are for a backup reinforcer, for that overall reinforcer for the classroom. If there's too long of a time period or if the whole class or the one individual student has to earn too many tokens, points, whatever it might be, that can be detrimental to the effectiveness of your overall classroom reinforcement system. So there are a couple of different ways to set a rate of exchange. You might wanna take some classroom data on how often the classroom expectations or teaching targets are engaged in in your classroom and just take some frequency data on that for a couple of days to see, okay, on average, as a class, we are engaging in the classroom expectations 15 times of the times that I probed, you know, I was paying attention to if we were engaging in that classroom expectation. So we can say about, 15 points can be earned per day towards a classroom reinforcer. You want to get an idea of what the baseline level of behaviors are in your classroom and then set the goal for just a little bit above that. Over time we can keep increasing that goal because again when we're building skills and we're really building the development of our students, we can start increasing that goal and fading out some of that reinforcement, but To start with the classroom reinforcement system, for it to be effective, you really wanna make sure you're setting that criterion so that students are earning that reinforcer. If they were never earning that reinforcer, it might decrease the motivation and make your classroom reinforcement system ineffective. Another barrier that I see is that we have really predictable reinforcement systems. Now, 99.9% of the time, predictability is essential to classroom management plan. With your reinforcement system, it can actually be really beneficial to have an unpredictable reinforcement system. And what I mean by that is what's called an indiscriminable contingency. Now, that's a really fancy way of saying that students don't know when the reinforcer is available. So it always keeps students on their toes and engaging in that appropriate behavior. That's the effect that an indiscriminable contingency can have on your classroom reinforcement system. This can be used really effectively in your classroom reinforcement system. And what I mean by that is that you might want to add some unpredictability to your reinforcement system. Now, what this is going to look like is say you have the classroom store, you're going with the independent group contingency, you have a classroom store, and all of your students know that the classroom store opens at four o'clock on Fridays or three o'clock. I don't know what school's in session at four o'clock but three o'clock on Fridays. And they all know that. So Thursdays, it's a mad dash for the tokens, the tickets, the cash, whatever you have in your classroom, because they know they wanna have some cash for the cl- opening of the classroom store. That means that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you might be not be seeing the highest rates of desired behaviors as you would wanna see in your classroom. So making some unpredictability using that indiscriminable contingency to your advantage, you can have random pop-up open stores, meaning that Wednesday at 12.15, you might say, hey, the store's open. If you have cash, you can go buy something. If you have tickets, you can go use them. This will leave your students always wondering and motivated to earn those tokens, This can also be really fun to use in your classroom, meaning that you can open your store whenever you want. You can also do this with the other group contingencies, meaning that you can randomly say, all right, we're gonna see if so-and-so or whatever group earned the classroom reinforcer. Let's see, it's one o'clock on a Thursday. Let's see if they earned it or not, you know? Just make it really unpredictable so that students are always engaging in that appropriate behavior. Again, with like the interdependent group contingency where the entire class is earning the reinforcer for the entire class, if the class knows, all right, we have to get to 25 points by Friday at three o'clock so that we can get our whole class reinforcer, whether that be, you know, fun sock day for the next week or a pizza party or whatever it might be, then Thursday, behavior is probably gonna be pretty spot on, right? but we want behavior to be pretty spot on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday as well. So just adding that element of surprise can be really fun and engaging for your students and increase those desired behaviors in your classroom. So this episode is getting a little bit long and I don't want it to be too long, but those are some of the basic strategies that I have for a classroom reinforcement system in your classroom. Again, look through the different reinforcement systems, maybe look up some of those terms and see what other examples are out there. Do some research on your own. If you are looking to develop a classroom reinforcement system, if you have further questions or you want some more guidance, or if you're looking for some support or advice or anything like that, feel free to follow me over on Instagram at Teaching Together, And I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. We are also gonna do a QA and a episode again eventually. So if you have some questions, I can also answer them during that episode as well. So just um, follow me over on Instagram so that I'm able to see your question and help you out with your classroom reinforcement system. I love setting up classroom reinforcement systems. It's one of the most exciting parts of my job because you can be really fun and creative with them and students can get really excited about them. And I just love seeing students get so excited and motivated and you can really build so many skills of your students through these systems. So if you're looking to try something new and you wanna use a classroom reinforcement system, I say go for it, try it out. What can it hurt, you know? Just make sure that you're keeping those couple of barriers in your mind and the strategies so that you are successful with your classroom reinforcement system. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was really, really helpful for you guys. If it was, if you would be so kind and leave a rating or review, that would help a lot of other teachers find this podcast so they're able to develop a successful classroom reinforcement system in their classroom. And again, go follow me on Instagram at together so that we're able to connect and you're able to see my daily behavioral and social-emotional learning content over there. Have a great rest of the day.